Stepping our way into a lunch break on this Wednesday. Weather is cooperating. That weather warning is no longer in effect, which is a good thing. In fact, the cold weather is diminishing as we speak. Today's high probably around minus 19, minus 20 for a big chunk of the province, certainly the central and the south part of the province. And then by the weekend, wow, it's going to be beautiful, above seasonable temperatures. So just think all that suffering we did last weekend with the cold weather is out the window. Forget it. Put it in, put it in the past because you've got a nice weekend ahead this weekend. We'll look forward to that as well. This weekend, we also should hear more about what the plan is for the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation. They've just announced this morning, they've given us a new five-day countdown, if you will, to further job action. They had a one-day strike yesterday, lasted for a full day, province-wide strike. Now they're back to work today. They're telling us now the next job action will begin Monday, January 22nd. What that will be, how long it will last, we don't know that yet. Will it be a full strike? Will it be rotating strikes? Will it be withdrawal of some extracurricular or uh, supervision duties that they do? All possibilities, and we will get more information. They have to give us the information within 48 hours, so no later than Saturday morning. We should hear from the STF of what that is, and uh, we're already looking to uh, to book President Samantha Beacott on the show in the next little while, probably, if not by the end of the week, maybe even early next week, and we can talk about that. Don't forget, tomorrow, we've got Premier Scott Moe joining us on the show, and uh, we'll be talking, I'm sure, lots of education and teacher talk with the Premier. So when we're putting this show together, there's a group of us, some producers, we sit down, we look at ideas, we talk about what's topical. Sometimes people will actually email or get in touch with us and say, hey, here's something we'd like to talk about on your show. That's the case with my next guest. And so when we were in this in this meeting talking about show planning, someone said, you know, the Canadian Cancer Society has this this service called Wheels of Hope and they're doing some volunteer recruiting when it comes to finding drivers for the Wheels of Hope, which is such an important service I've come to learn for the Canadian Cancer Society. The volunteer recruiter is a guy by the name of Mark Kahn, and I said, I know a Mark Kahn. I used to be buddies with a guy. In fact, I had season tickets with a guy named Mark Kahn years ago. But, you know, as life goes on, you kind of lose touch. Well, it's the exact same guy. Mark Kahn joins me on the phone. How's it going, Mark? Evan, it's a thrill to be here. I'm doing great. <laughs> so, uh, so wow. you, you and I, like we were, we worked together for a while. Yep. We I was going to say, if you're calling it STV, you're right away dating how long ago it was. But yeah, the new global TV now. We worked together there. We had season tickets to the Riders. We went to Riders games together. I remember our, us freezing our butts off at the 1995 Grey Cup, the first Grey Cup Regina ever held, and it was cold, but it was a it was a great experience. I was just talking with Greg Morgan about that actually the the other day. We he asked me the coldest sporting event I've ever been to. I said I think it would have to be the 95 Grey Cup. Man, it was cold. Anyway, Mark, you know it's one of those things. Over time, I became a police officer. You moved away, now living in Edmonton, and so we kind of, you know, we didn't keep in touch through the years. I think we've touched base a couple of times, but I'm super happy that you reached out, and I'm glad to have you on the show, Mark. Oh, Evan, thanks so much for having me. This is great. So we're talking about Wheels of Hope for the Canadian Cancer Society, and I immediately thought you had a personal involvement with cancer early in your life, correct? 
I did. You know, this interview with you, um, and, you know, I grew up in Regina. I was born in Valcaris, so this was really special for me. Um, back in 1979, I would have been eight years old. I was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma. It was a tumor in my right pelvic bone. And I went to the Alan Blair Cancer Clinic over a two-year period for chemo and radiation. So by me helping with recruitment for volunteer drivers for this, uh, this was really special. Like, it's, it's a way for me to give back to the, the cancer center that, that saved my life. So tell us about the Wheels of Hope program. What is it? Sure. So the Canadian Cancer Society uh, provides this great service called the Wheels of Hope. So the Wheels of Hope, uh, with the kindness from volunteer drivers, give the gift of a ride to people with cancer who need help getting to and from their their treatment appointments. This is in Saskatoon and Regina, so uh, both cities. Um, a lot of reasons why people um, need a ride getting to treatment is because they, they shouldn't be operating a vehicle after some of their treatments. Uh, they may not have a vehicle or driver's license, and some might not have friends or family members that are available. Uh, you know, it can be a huge challenge if some people may have to go up to six weeks of radiation, Monday to Friday, and, you know, their families often work during workday hours. So a cancer diagnosis doesn't just affect the individual, it can affect the whole family. Uh, you know, we found that if, if someone can't find a ride, they don't go, and that's not something we ever want to see happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of breaks my heart that, if the only reason someone isn't going to go to their treatment is because they can't find a ride. And, and that's where the Wheels of Hope comes in. How common is um, it, Mark? How common is it that people actually require rides or need these rides to treatment? Um, it's very common. You know, I don't have uh, ongoing stats, but I, I hear the thank yous all the time that people tell us constantly that they don't know what they would have done without the service. They Some say they wouldn't have gone without the service. But they're extremely grateful because it takes a lot of pressure, you know, off themselves of finding a ride there. And, and a, a huge expense it can be as well. Uh, but it takes a lot of stress off the families as well. So it, it's, it's a really incredible experience for both the volunteer and, of course, for the people we're helping out. I was just going to say, it, it has to be, uh, in, in, in as many ways as it's tough for volunteers, it's got to be so rewarding. The conversations, the interactions, the relationships that they actually would build up. It's exactly right, Evan. Like, uh, I started out myself as a volunteer driver, and I, I was blown away how grateful these people are, um, how much appreciation they have that a stranger is driving them to the, to the treatment. You know, volunteers tell us the work is rewarding. They tell us they get, they feel sometimes they get back so much more than they give. Um, our volunteer drivers are literally making a difference in someone's life, and you get to help someone out in your own community. So, you know, people in Regina and Saskatoon, um, you know, if you have a few days to spare, um, half a day a week, um, you know, I'm asking to see if you can reach out and, and, and help out uh, people in your respective cities. Talking today with uh, Mark Kahn with Wheels of Hope uh, with the Canadian Cancer Society. So, Mark, you you mentioned Regina and Saskatoon. Is it is it not available in Saskatchewan outside of those two big cities? It's not at this time. What we usually do is if, if we can find someone that, you know, a, a local community member that drives someone into the city, um, one of our volunteer drivers can meet them at a certain point and, and drive the rest of the way. But, you know, the Cancer Society wants to help out as many people as we can. So we find that there's a demand in a certain part of the province. Um, we'll do everything we can to help those people out. It's just that we do need volunteer drivers um, to help out. Uh, in Saskatoon, for example, we have a uh, uh, a fleet vehicle, a Honda Odyssey, that was generously donated by Connexus Credit Union. Um, and then people can also use their own vehicles in both cities. Uh, but in Saskatoon, we, we have a fleet vehicle, and we'd love to see that going, uh, you know, every day uh, throughout the day. Um, but, uh, and, but like I said, in Regina, Saskatoon, people can use their own vehicles. 
and we do provide a mileage reimbursement as well. I just wanted to add, Evan, like the magic really does, like you mentioned, the magic really does happen in the drives there at home. Um, you know, the conversations, the kindness, the compassion are all there. You know, a lot of times people don't want to talk about cancer. They might want to talk about the riders or share some of their own history. Uh, you know, the volunteers get to meet so many interesting people from all walks of life. And it can be very special to both the people we drive and the volunteer drivers. So if people are wanting to sign up, if they're hearing this and they're thinking that would be a great volunteer opportunity, um, is there a minimum commitment? And where? what are some of the, the things you're looking for in your volunteers? Sure. So they just need to be available Monday to Friday, a half a day a week, or even a few days a month ongoing for at least six months. We just want people to stick with us. That's all. But we're very flexible on time commitments, holidays and time away or no problem. I know a lot of people from uh, both cities go away to the lake in the summer in their cottages. So that's not a problem. We have uh, many people that go away for the winter and drive in the summer and vice versa. Um, you do have to have a valid driver's license, of course, with three or less demerits, uh, operate a 100% smoke-free vehicle, and be willing to undergo a criminal background check and provide references. Uh, our onboarding and screening process does take some time, so we won't have you on the road next week, uh, just because we're transporting, pardon me, we're transporting really vulnerable people. So we do have to do our checks and interviews and make sure it's a good fit. But um, having lived in Saskatchewan for more than half my life, I know that the community always rallies around things like this. Uh, people from Saskatchewan always step up and help out their own. So, Mark, if people are wanting to volunteer, where can they go to sign up? Sure. So they can go to cancervolunteer.ca and put an application right now. Again, uh, www.cancervolunteer.ca. Click on Wheels of Hope. Uh, if they just want a little bit more information, they can email us at volunteer at cancer.ca, volunteer at cancer.ca, or just give us a call, 1-888-939-3333. Mark, it's been great chatting with you. If you're back down, I know you're in in Edmonton, but if you're in Regina sometime, my lunch hour starts at 12.30 most days, so I'm happy to go for a little bite to eat and catch up. I would love to, I would love to do that, and it's been a while since I've been at a rider game, so maybe we can make that happen as well. Sounds great, Mark. Thanks so much for the time today. Thanks so much for having me, Evan. Take Mark Kahn with Volunteer Recruitment, Wheels of Hope, Canadian Cancer Society, and they are looking for volunteer drivers for the Wheels of Hope. What a great program. You can check out more, as Mark mentioned, go on cancervolunteer.ca, and uh, you can see all the details on there and uh, maybe sign yourself up and help out. Such a good cause. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, we've done it, you and I. We've meandered our way through another great four hours of discussion. Started off first thing this morning with CJME, CKOM senior reporter Lisa Schick, who joins us from the James Smith Cree Nation inquest that's going on. She's uh, in Melfort for the next couple of weeks covering the inquest and providing us updates each and every morning. And uh, she was able to do that today. As we've heard, the commissioner for the RCMP is actually on the stand today. So tomorrow morning, she'll have an update for us on that. We had NDP MLA and education critic Matt Love on the show talking about his thoughts with regard to reading and math scores for our students and why they're declining and maybe just the state of education in the province. And that, I think, prompted a really good conversation for you and I through the phone and the text lines in terms of what needs to happen next with education. In fact, I've still got a slew of texts here that I'm going to hang on to because we're having this discussion again tomorrow morning with a pretty important guest. I'll get to that in a second, but I want to be able to get your thoughts and your 
your suggestions out there as well. So we'll be talking about that still tomorrow morning. How about Vivek Jairam? <laughs> he was the uh, the lawyer from Miami. He's actually does some instructing at the University of Miami. He's the founder of Jairam Law, and he specializes his work on intellectual property and entertainment law. He developed a whole university class based on intellectual property law pertaining to Taylor Swift. It was quite interesting. We had a lot of texts, a lot of people saying, I'd love to take that law class because it talks about it basically uses some of the things that she's gone through in her career as case studies to illustrate things when it comes to intellectual property, things like copyright and trademark and those types of things. So really good. Tyler Smith, a survivor of the Humboldt Broncos bus crash, joined us. He's going to be doing some speaking in town in Regina next week at an event called More Joy. He's uh, very much plugged into mental health, mental health awareness, uh, inspirational young fellow for sure. Also, by the way, the winner of Amazing Race Canada just last year and since then has gotten engaged. So things are definitely going well for him and uh, he's an inspiration. He's a great leader and we are looking forward to having him on the show. By the way, congratulations to Robert Howe. From Pike Lake, Robert was the one who eventually got our question today for Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener. It's been more than three decades since we've gotten better at this. The answer was high jump. That world high jump record hasn't been broken in the men's category since 1993, in the women's since 1987. So Robert Howe, if you know Robert, you know, give him the good parking spot at Coffee Row. A little extra sugar in the coffee. He deserves it. He is Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener. Well, coming up tomorrow on the show, our Premier will join us, Premier Scott Moe. I have a whole list of things I'd like to talk to him about. This is the first talk that we've had with the Premier in 2024, but I know that education and the teacher situation will definitely be part of what we talk about, so we've got him for a chunk of time tomorrow morning, and then we're going to open the phone lines up to you as well, and we'll uh, have more discussion on where we need to get to with regard to this teacher's situation. Also, a political scientist uh, joining us tomorrow from Ryerson University, weighing in on the U.S. political scene, which is heating up a lot. It's looking like another Trump versus Biden election coming up this fall, but we'll we'll weigh into that a little bit more tomorrow morning. It's been a great chat today. I appreciate you joining us each and every day. That phone line of one 8255 is your connection to the conversation each and every day, and I appreciate so much how many of you use that tomorrow morning. More opportunities starting at 8.30 right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.